Слава Богу. Или если понятнее, praise God. Все равно непонятно. Как по-молдавски сказать, Али? Слава Дому. Тоже непонятно. Окей, давайте мы пробудемся. Кто нас смотрит, кто здесь слушает, скажем, слава Богу. Uh, we speak this in the spiritual world. We're going to talk about spiritual warfare. And uh, I'm going to teach this subject not because I'm an experienced spiritual uh, soldier, but because I know how God's grace is working in my life and what the truth of the Bible says on this topic. I'm going to share with you from my life and some things are not simply not going to work in your life because copies in the spiritual work do not work. In the same way, we come to some organizations for the interviews and they ask for the original. They ask for the original with the stamp. I just um, talked with someone, one of the businessmen, and he said that they bought a lot um, to build houses. And something happened where the guy who sold that lot to them, that uh, property, he um, did something uh, where he leased that property, or I don't know the details, for three years. But basically, these guys who bought the, the property, they could not build the house. And the purpose was to build the house and make money. And so that businessman, they went and found uh, a lawyer or um, people who understand how things work. And they found that in the document that this owner who sold the property, uh, in one of those documents, there was, it was not notarized in the state of Washington. There's some kind of law that makes it necessary, mandatory to notarize. All the signatures are there, but you have to go to the notary, to bank, or to someone who's uh, in authority to do that, and he needs to put a stamp. No stamp. No validity to that document. Nothing works. In the same way, I believe that when the scripture says that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, that stamp, that personal name that God gives you when you're born again, that's what's going to work. No names, no um, somebody's on behalf of someone, my parents, my friends, my pastor... No tricks will work in the spiritual world. We can trick ourselves, but we cannot trick the demons and the angels and just, just pretend that we, are, we have the power. And so I believe that when we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, we have the right to come to the Lord and ask for personally, ask for the answers. Because I'm going to share things I'm going to talk about the full armor of God, how it works, and what the scripture says. But if you don't have personal relationship with the Father, it's just not going to work. Um, I was thinking before, um, actually, let's read the scripture so that we know the context. So let's get Ephesians chapter 6 on the screen, and I'm going to read from the very beginning. We will have about 30 minutes to meditate and um, think about this passage. So from the very beginning, it starts with famous words. Children, obey, continue. Your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Employees, or slaves at that time, be obedient to those who are your supervisors or masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ. Not by way of eye service as man-pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With good will, ren the, will render service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And masters, supervisors, bosses do the same things to them and give up threatening knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all time in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. I'll stop there. So this chapter starts with a normal daily life. It describes children, fathers, workers, bosses, and I'm pretty sure that in this audience we have everyone. There are some supervisors, some bosses, some businessmen, some owners, there are workers, there are children, some fathers, parents, and this word applies to everyone. As soon as you are born in God's family, He predestined a victory for His children. You are not going to be a loser. Never ever you have a chance or uh, a coincidence where you can lose with God. It's impossible. But let me start with a, a question, what the victory, spiritual victory, is going to look like. If you want to win, if I want to have a victory and overcome, what's the victory, what's the result is going to look like? Today we're talking about overall picture of the spiritual battle. So don't expect me to talk specifically about sword of uh, spirit or the shield of faith. That's going to be covered later. But we want to establish the contest. We want context. We want to have um, definitions. Okay, so let's start with the victory. What is it going to look like? Let's say if um, I ask you to give me an example of a young person Christian person between 15 and 25, hopefully that's not old, right? 
uh, young person, uh, whether it's a, a sister or brother, um, in what area of life, of your life, you can surprise this world? What should you do something that the newspapers will write about you? Or maybe at least, you know, you'll, your name will pop up on the social media. How can you surprise the world? Okay, so well, let's think about this. I know we cannot really communicate that. You, you, you're not supposed to yell this. But um, let's think. If I'm a part of something big, right? If I start the business... Okay, does that my, is that my success and the victory? Is that a result of my prayers? And could that be a sign that I have the victory and I'm victorious? Maybe yes, hopefully, right? Some of you think, yeah, I want, to do, I want that kind of success. I want the victory. I want to break through in the spiritual world so all the money of the rich, wicked people will come to the righteous person. Um, what will the victory look like in your life? And I believe that um, a lot of things that we think look like victory or answered prayers, that's actually just our imagination. I don't want to, you know, be sarcastic or be um, judging about your prayers or the answers, but a lot of things that we, uh, we pray about they are not according to God's will. And the scripture says, that's the first point that I see in this passage, that we need to be strong in the Lord. As long as we are outside of His will, outside of the Lord's will, outside of Him, we will never have the true victory. The victory is only in Jesus. Say amen if you believe that. It's only in the Lord. He is the one who overcame. Like I said, it's impossible to lose with him. It's like a railroad track. If you're, as long as you're staying on those tracks, you're going to end up in certain direction. You know, if you're in God's will, you're going to be in the victory. So the Lord's victory starts with overcoming the fear. Because the enemy of the Lord, devil, the enemy of humans, the enemy of Christians, he rules with fear. The scripture says in Hebrews chapter 2 that us people, those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. People without God always have a deep, deep um, lingering fear. And, and it's hard to explain, but when the person turns to the Lord, he can see the difference. A lot of testimonies, I ask people and I said, hey, you grew up in a Christian family. You're 50-something. I, I spoke with a person a few months ago and I asked him, you're a Christian, but before you came to Christ, what did you have in, in your heart? And the, this person said, well, I always believed there is God. I always knew that He is there. But I had this emptiness and I had fear. Fear of death. And in another passage, the scripture says that you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. Notice this word, again. 
We did not receive the Holy Spirit that leads back to fear. Anything without God, all our attempts, uh, they will end up in a place where we will feel that fear. Fear of uncertainty, fear of uh, losing, fear of uh, people, fear of circumstances, fear of disease, and, and, and so on. The Lord gave us, first of all, a good sign that we have victory when we have no fear. And your circumstances might be different. I didn't say that you will have a nice weather outside, great, you know, uh, everything well uh, in, in your life. You might have really horrible circumstances. Seriously, you might not have rationally, rationally, you may not have hope. And, and I, I have relatives who have cancer and, and, and so on. But some of them, when I look at them, I'm like, guys, how can you be so confident? How can you be so peaceful? How can you be? Well, the answer is because they are in the Lord. So the victory in the Lord starts with overcoming fear. Because we'll see that that battle that is going on, it's in our minds. It's in the minds of the people. It's not necessarily in the air, somewhere in the skies, even though we have, figuratively speaking, you know, that language, but it's not like third, fourth, fifth uh, you know, level in the heavens. No, it's in our minds. And God gave us the spirit that does not lead back to fear. We received a spirit of adoption as sons and daughters by which we cry out, Abba, Father. And if we children, uh, we are also God's heirs, heirs of his um, heritage. If we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. This word suffer implies that there is a, a battle. There is a resistance. There is something that is an obstacle in our life. And um, I believe personally that a Christian person can overcome any battle, spiritual battle, in his or her life, as long as they follow those conditions and those advice that the Lord left in this uh, holy uh, scripture. Uh, the scripture says that you young people will have a major trophy you will have a victory that is really hard to explain. It says that you young people overcame whom? Overcame what? Whom? I hear something, but... Evil? Evil one? The devil himself. Just think about it. You, young person, sister who is 16, 17, or brother who is 20, 25, you have a promise that you overcame devil or you will overcome him or you will be having victory, walking in the victory. When you look at yourself, at your life, you will say, well, Alex, um, most of the time I don't feel like I'm, I'm winning anything. I feel like I'm actually being defeated by the enemy. And I understand. I understand those feelings, but we cannot... Act on our emotions. We need to believe what the scripture says. And it says that as long as we're in the Lord, we're strong. This spiritual battle, this spiritual warfare, uh, it's, uh, it's an ongoing thing. It's not like you 
sit down and you think about it and you're like, oh, there is a battle? I don't want to be part of it. Or I want to be part of it, so let me start praying. Hey, <laughs> you are already in that battle. You've been there and this warfare, this, this war is an ongoing process. And if you didn't know about it, its existence, most likely that you're a victim, not an overcomer. And as soon as you get the knowledge of the Lord and you start thinking about what He says about your status, your identity in Him, your future, His purpose for you, as soon as you start taking that seriously, and I know there is a lot of seriously-minded uh, people in this audience. Um, I see some faces from the um, water baptism class. A wonderful group this year. I'm praying for them already two nights. And I've been there and I saw, you know, that attitude. A lot of young people who are seriously minded about the, the spiritual matters. And that's important because a lot of things happen in this world. A lot of things will happen soon. Uh, we live in the last days and we need to take things seriously. Both what's in the Bible and what's around us. And so uh, this battle is an ongoing thing. The scripture says that this chapter started with very simple things. Children, obey your parents. Now tell me, is that a battle or not? Children, obey your parents. Why? Why me? Again? I'm old enough. There's always a battle. And like I said, this battle is right here. It takes quite a lot of suffering for our flesh to actually humble ourselves, to actually bow our heads, listen to what your parents say, and say, yes, I will do. I don't know if you say yes, sir, or yes, ma'am in Russian families, but show that obedience. And that's where the battle starts. In our daily life, wherever you're at, at work, in college, in a school, online, in the virtual world, in the real world, uh, traveling, sitting, sleeping, in your dreams, there's a lot of war and, and spiritual battle that is taking place. And like I said, you're either a victim, and not because you're, you're, you're weak and you don't have uh, access to, the God, to God's power, but because you might not be aware. We're, if we are not aware, we're just flashly people. We walk according to our thinking, walk according to our own wisdom, and people's wisdom always leads to, to destruction or to that end. So we need to learn to walk in the Spirit and overcome this, uh, the enemy. I'll talk more about this later. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong. I would like you to remember the time when you felt uh, strong. Okay? You can close your eyes. You can just, just daydream and, and think about that time when you felt like you're strong. Like in Russian, say, Nakanya. You're, you're on the horse, okay? You're, you feel like you're confident, okay? You remember about that? Some of you are smiling, so you probably remember the situation. I'm not talking, guys, I'm not talking when you tried to beat somebody up or... Uh, I'm talking about spiritual condition, okay? And 
often, even though you just remembered something, maybe the prayer that you had in the church, maybe the time when you confessed your sins, that brings some confidence, that brings some clarity in your spiritual life. Even though you felt like that, it doesn't mean that you need to walk in those emotions because being in the Lord is not feeling well, being emotionally high, being strong spiritually does not mean to follow all the um, commandments and then have some confidence, okay, I'm righteous, or to hold on and do not, you know, go somewhere if you have some kind of addiction or whatever. Oh, I've been strong for two months. That is not how it's measured. Your spiritual strength is very simple. It's measured as long as you are in the Lord. You might be praying and crying and saying, Lord, I feel like so weak. I feel like I need your blood to wash my sins again. And you are strong in the Lord, in his grace. Okay? God will burn down all things that are not from him, not his armor. The scripture says anything that men put their trust in, uh, put their hopes in, God will test with fire. And only precious things will remain. The foundation, Jesus Christ himself, the teaching of Jesus Christ, will stand there forever. But whatever we build on it in our life, let's say we spend time with the Lord five minutes a day. That's good. That's not bad. That's precious. But that's just maybe some wood, spiritually speaking. The day will come, the scripture says, and it will test. And that day in this passage is called, it's an evil day. And when it says that you need to take up the full armor and resist in the evil day, this day may not be uh, um, one day. It may be actually a month here on our earth. You know, this figuratively speaking. It may be one hour. It may be one minute where you had to make certain decision. But because you built uh, from, the, from the straws, from the wood, from something that is not reliable, it will burn down. And so we need to make sure that everything what we do, we do it in the Lord, in His will. How, how, how is that practically? Practically speaking, if you know that children need to obey the Lord, do it. Start with the simple truth and that God will re uh, reveal His will for you. And then you will probably hear something personal from Him. Or maybe you'll just hear, my son, my daughter, keep reading my word. Because that's where you get the strength and power. But everything starts with the Lord. I know I repeated that many times. I want to give you an illustration from the Old Testament. Uh, Israelites, I'm not going to read this whole passage, but Israelites were, giving, uh, were given a very interesting way of traveling in the desert. Um, Brother Andre mentioned today that God showed his acts to the Israelites. And you can imagine that for 40 years, God made a system of how to communicate with his people. They were not willing to listen to him. They said, Moses, you go and, and, and talk with him. But he told them that as long as you see this tabernacle, okay, and all your tents around the tabernacle, and there's this 
cloud over the tabernacle. And if that cloud moves to a different place or starts just, you know, lifting up and moving to a different direction, you guys also need to stand up, pack up, and move. And the scripture says that, that it was sometimes the whole month that the cloud was there. And that was probably not a bad idea for the families, for the uh, big families, you know, to set everything up. Just imagine yourself coming for vacation somewhere where you need to set all the tents and the kitchen and, and the shashliki and everything, you know, everything's ready. And then you wake up next morning and the cloud is going up and you need to pack everything up and to move on. And kids are asking, why do we have to do it again? And wives are not happy. But you have to be obedient. As long as Israelites were obedient to God, they were safe. I imagine, and the scripture actually says that some families were, you know, stragglers. They, they would fall behind and they would, would, would be, they would regret that because there were enemies who would kill them. That what happens in our life. Spiritually speaking, we need to learn to be obedient to God's voice. Don't say that word. Don't say that word. Don't yell at your brother. Don't do this. Don't touch this. Don't steal this. This is not worth it. If you hear that voice, the scripture says that his spirit is witnessing to our spirit. As long as you hear that, be obedient. That's what it means to be in the Lord. That's where the victory will start. And the next part, I'm just going by verses. So verse 10, 11, 12, 13. And then whoever is preaching next, they will be talking about the belt of truth, the shield, the cool stuff, right? The, the things that, uh, you know, are really interesting to, to hear about. But this is, this is the foundation for our topic. And next thing it says, put on the full armor of God. Okay? In verse 11. And then in verse 13 it says, Therefore take up the full armor of God. So, question to you. If the full armor of God is faith, the sword of the Spirit, truth, righteousness, helmet of salvation, shoes, readiness to preach the gospel, how do I put them up? How do I take them up and put them on. I mean, I can take this microphone, I can pick it up, I can put it in my pocket, I can do certain things, but spiritually, how do I do that? Do I get up in the morning and I say certain things, like I close my eyes and I feel like the belt of truth is... No, hold on. Yeah, now the belt of truth is in me. How, how do I put them on? The scripture says that we need to do that, right? There's a story, and I'm not going to read it, but you remember David and Goliath. And I'm not going to read this story. It's a long story. It's a wonderful story. Uh, but basically it says that David came to the Israelites when they were ready to, for the battle. This Goliath, this giant, is laughing and uh, making fun of God's people. And David says, young David, you know, your age, he says, I will go and fight with this giant. And people, the, these soldiers, they were like, what, this guy, what is he talking? Let, let him get rid of him. Some of them took him and brought him to the king, to King Saul. And King Saul decided to help him. And he said, uh, 
in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 38. King Saul clothed David with his garments and put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with armor. David girded his sword over his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. So David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. And David took them off. Okay? So the story is about something different. I'm not going to, you know, tell you the story. You know this. But the point is that when David tried to put somebody else's armor on himself, he said, doesn't work for me. Uh, I'm not used to this. He took it off and he went in the battle with the stick. And I'm not saying that we need to, you know, go to the battle, spiritual battle with a stick and with uh, stones. He voiced something that is really, really important to understand. To put the armor of God is to get used to certain spiritual things. To work on the habits that will help you to properly react when the evil day will come. In other words, if you are not used to say God's word on daily basis, positive things, God's promises into your own life, then when the disaster comes, when the sickness will come, when the COVID-19, 2021, God forbid, will not come, but if something hits you hard, your first reaction will not be to say God's word, to raise that shield of faith, because you don't have it in your habits. You don't have it on you, spiritually speaking, on daily basis. And so to take up God's armor, to put it on, means to work on the habits where you internalize that, where you put it into your thoughts. It becomes part of you. It's the matter of instinct. I know that um, it's hard to believe, but um, I was reading about training in the boot camps. I've never been to the boot camp, okay? So I'm not a pro. I was just reading uh, on, on this matter. And um, from that military training, I found uh, the following things. There is one skill that every person who has been through military basic training will retain forever. What do you think is the skill? For those who are trained military, maybe we have some militaries here. What did they start with? <laughs> I, was, I was surprised. You know what the skill? The ability to make a bed in the morning. Why? Making a bed, according to strict standards, is the military's way of teaching recruits how to pay attention to detail. It's the little things that always get you into trouble. Can you say amen? Well, it's not the scripture, obviously. It's the military, whatever, uh, magazine. But the thing is that that's very true. It's the little things that always get you into trouble. It's that little habit. It's the little addiction. It's the little whatever it is. And the scripture says that we as Christians, we need to be disciplined. We need to learn how to use these weapons. Soldiers are not spending most of their days in the battle. They are spending most of their days, most of their time in training. 
And honestly, I don't even believe that, you know, the evil day is going to be the major part of your life. Sometimes you will have maybe months, years, I don't know, each life is different, of pretty easy, comparatively easy life. And that's the time when you need to get that habit, to, to be trained. And then the time comes, like in Jesus' life, he was ministering, he lived the whole life, and then the time comes, three days, two days, so decisive, you know, the moment when he had to go through the test, when he had to overcome the devil. Same thing in our uh, life. The scripture also says, in verse 11, that we need to stand against the schemes of the devil. Like I said, our thoughts is where devil is trying to do some harm. One of the things that devil is trying to do, he's trying to build his stronghold. You know what the stronghold is? In the military um, tactics, in the, in the training, um, people understand, soldiers understand that there are certain points in the war zone where it's harder to get a hold of that stronghold or that, that fortress or that, that, that uh, place. And spiritually speaking, in our minds, devil is working on the things that will become part of our life. They will become sort of uh, innocent. And um, I don't believe that devil is reading thoughts. Okay, there's a question. Like, can devil read the thoughts? I don't believe he reads the thoughts. But I believe that he shoots these flaming arrows, the scripture says. He shoots these doubts. He shoots these um, insults and, and, and other stuff in our thoughts. And if we get them, and if we think about it, have you thought about something like when you're scared or when you're anxious about something or when you think, how can I get that test done or whatever? And you think about it, think about it, think about it. And you can think about that stuff for half a day. And then it becomes a part, like a stronghold in your mind. And you can't really switch gears. You can't really, you know, turn around and say, okay, that's enough. I want to live my life. That, that becomes stronghold in your mind. And that's what the scripture says, that we need to stand against the schemes of the devil. He is tricky. He is the trickster. He is trying to deceive people. And uh, he is pretty patient, by the way. The devil is patient. That's one of the things uh, that he is good about. And um, if, we, if we understand that spending time in God's word, spending time in prayer is going to make us get these right habits. Um, uh, guys, um, ladies, brothers and sisters, uh, you need to build the foundation for your life. Okay, yeah, I'm not speaking about the foundation, the teaching of Jesus. I'm saying that right now, you're building the foundation. You will be smarter. You will be even wiser. You will have more experience for sure in your life. But the regrettable thing is that you will not return the time back. And right now, you need to build that foundation. And right now, it's pretty much the matter of, of faith, your faith. If you believe what the Lord says, you will never regret. You will sort of like build, uh, I know it's a bad illustration comparing to, to video games and stuff. And uh, honestly, I'm probably going to say something you're going to laugh about because I never played the games. Just saw some advertisement, annoying ads five-second ads in the YouTube when they build, like, cities or something, right? Yes or no? 
Okay, nobody's going to say it, right? Nobody's playing video games. So, but the point is that the goal is to not just fight, fight, fight. The goal is to build your life in a way so that you have storage, you have stores, I guess, whatever, fortresses. And in your life, you need to work on the habits that will help you to be a good husband, a good wife, a good father, mother, a good Christian, a strong person, a healthy person, and so on and so forth. So we need to work on those things right now. We need to work on our habits and be uh, obedient to the Lord. I'm finishing up in, in, in a few minutes, two, three minutes. But one of the important things that I am having problems with, okay, you know what I'm having problems with? I'm having problems with verse 12. <laughs> Not with the verse, but what it says in the verse 12. Um, so if we can get this on the screen... Ephesians 6.12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Not against flesh and blood. Not against... I'm trying to remind myself to get this in, in the depth of my heart and mind and my whole being. I'm not... I'm never going to fight with flesh and blood. My people around me are never my enemies. Okay? Once again, there's no person in your life, no person in the world that is your enemy. The true enemy is something or someone in the spiritual world. This is so important because the devil is trying to distract us. We fight, we protest, we, we do things like that person is guilty. I wish that person was not in power. I wish that person was not in my life and, and so on and so forth. We are not fighting against uh, blood and flesh. I'm not fighting it against my siblings, my parents. They are not my enemies. I refuse to put them in the category of enemies. The true problem is in the spiritual world. It's either some spirits, it says rulers, some powers, so obviously there are some ranks um, in the spiritual world. Uh, there's this general world forces this you know world uh, is sinful world but it's not people okay i need to love people i need to love all people i need to pray for people i need to pray for those who are my enemies i need to bless them but not never ever fight with them can you say amen that that's important because visible things they distract us if you start fighting with a with a person in your life, who do you think your boss or whoever causes the problems? You lost the battle. The devil is happy and you lost the battle. And um, as we uh, finish and, and get closer to the prayer, I just want to uh, kind of go over things and, and remind three, four major things about God. In the spiritual world, God is always a winner. Victory is on his side. He is for me, not against me. God wants the victory in my life. Victory over the sin, victory over the hardships, victory over the uh, problems. He is on my side. About the enemy, first of all, flesh and, flesh and, uh, flesh and blood are not my enemies. People are not my enemies. Okay, the true enemy 
is devil and his spirits and they're trying to kill they're trying to destroy they have their schemes they have their plan they're trying to build those strongholds that mindset when i'm like yeah and i don't see it you know i'm proud or i'm angry and i justify that and i say that's that's the right way to do it that's a stronghold when a person doesn't see the problem that's such a big problem you, you, you have to pray for, for the people like that because the, only the Holy Spirit can open up their eyes. And about me, about God, about devil, about me, I can overcome only when I'm in the Lord. I need to learn obedience. I need to work on my habits. I need to learn on daily basis, small things, be obedient in small things. And then I can move on and talk finally talk about the sword of the spirit about shield of faith if i won't learn small things small steps small habits i will not be able to overcome or learn something that is harder we need to stand firm the scripture says that when you do that you need to stand firm and having done everything to stand firm for the gospel the scripture says in the context of this chapter whatever we do when we overcome we pray that god would give us confidence and boldness to proclaim the mystery of the gospel this world needs to hear the gospel they need to hear the good news who is going to share the good news guys it's not the guy who's called good news what's his name that there was this guy on youtube the good news guy uh it's not it's not the the news it's not the people it's not anyone in the world it's you it's you and you need to share that that gospel with others and i want to pray with everyone so that we start we start even today we start being obedient to the lord we start working on the habits we start uh being serious about the spiritual battle and the, about the spiritual warfare let's stand up let's actually stand on our knees and pray to the lord